I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future, and instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. The Huntress. This episode of the podcast has actually been pretty difficult for me to record. I've wanted to do it for the past three or four weeks, but it's just felt so important, it's almost intimidating, because I know that the Huntress may be as significant as the entrepreneurial personality type. This concept means a tremendous amount to me. See, the entrepreneurial personality type is the evolutionary hunter, the person who is driven to do more, to be more, to create more. But there's a subset of us that are the huntress. And these are the women who have given up asking for equal rights and have decided to just dominate instead. These are the women who get up every morning and don't see the world as a place where they need to fight for opportunity, but see the world as a place where they're going to take equity. And these are the women who don't care who came before them and what was possible in the past. They only see opportunity and have massive expectations for their future. They are the Huntress. And I think they've been around since the beginning of time. But we are finally entering into an age where they can be seen, where they can be heard, and where they can take over. And I'm telling you, they are ready to. See, I've always understood that there is an incredible amount of strength on the female side of the human equation. As a child, I was brought up in La Leche League. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's a breastfeeding support group. So when I was a small kid, I was born in Mexico. We moved to the States uh, right around five or six years old. And my mom in the 1970s was one of the original leaders for La Leche League. And what that group is, is it's a group of women supporting women. It's a lactation and breastfeeding support group, but it's also nutritional support and just emotional support and helping each other raise their kids and understanding each other. And my mom used to organize La Leche League meetings, which were an hour, 90-minute meetings where women would bring their kids and they would talk and support each other. And there was a structure to the meeting. And I watched my mom lead these meetings and I would see these incredibly strong women raising families, struggling with money, dealing with all kinds of pressures with personal issues, and I would watch women support each other and help each other and lean into each other and be there for each other, and I can tell you that it molded a lot of who I am as a human being today. I remember when I was old enough to be privy to locker room talk. 
And I'll be very clear. I've never felt comfortable in a locker room. <laughs> I was never uh, really athletic growing up. Um, any athleticism or being in shape that you see now is, is something that was that I've worked on my entire life. I didn't really feel comfortable in a locker room when I was a kid. I didn't feel comfortable around other guys and in big groups of guys, especially in that environment. And then when men would start to talk about women in a degrading way or in a way that was insulting, I would always wonder if they had any clue who women really were. When I heard phrases like the fairer sex or uh, how weak women were, how uh, they just didn't have it all together or how hysterical they were, I would think, do they have any clue at the incredible strength and presence and awareness and commitment that women are capable of? Because I had seen it up close and personal my entire life growing up. See, I was behind closed doors with women supporting other women. I can tell you that that is one of the most powerful energies in the entire universe. And I would contrast that with men who degraded women, and I couldn't understand. I still to this day don't. I don't participate in locker room talk, and I never have. I don't degrade women, and I never will. I don't understand how that even exists in today's society. During the last election, I was shocked at some of what came out and was said about women and excused. I don't see that there's any excuse for it whatsoever. See, the women I know are incredibly strong. The women I know are overcome the impossible. The women I know would blow you away with what they're capable of. Because, see, it wasn't just in La Leche League when I was a kid that I was exposed to these incredibly strong, game-changing, world-changing women. As I got older and got into consulting, I was introduced over and over again to women who were in executive-level positions, in C-level positions, running organizations, managing tens of millions of dollars, but also running a household and raising children and making everything in their lives work together. And I was blown away because at the time, I was a single male just trying to keep my business going and I couldn't imagine adding the pressures of a household and children and a spouse and everything else that I saw women taking care of. It absolutely blew me away as a professional. I remember years ago being at an event and I had been invited to participate in the event, and it was an all-male event. And they told everybody in the audience to, uh, it was an exercise that some speaker was doing, and the speaker told everyone in the audience to write down three people you considered heroic. And without thinking, I wrote down Oprah Winfrey, Harriet Tubman, Tubman and Rosa Parks. <laughs> and I didn't even think about it. And then we were told at each table to start sharing who we had written down. And I remember the sharing went from left, from, from left to right, or sorry, from right to left, and I was going to be the last one to share, and there was about six people at the table. And I remember as each guy shared their heroes, and it was mostly sports players or people's fathers or... Uh, a lot of uh, actors, um, it, it, you know, but here was the commonality. At my table, all of the men shared men that were heroic. And when it got to me, I was almost embarrassed to share 
Oprah Winfrey, Rosa Parks, and Harriet Tubman because I was the only person at the table that had written down three women's names. And not only did I write down three women's names, it dawned on me that the three people that came to mind as being most heroic to me were three black women. Because, see, I see heroism not just as what you've done, but heroism as what you've overcome. And when I look at any one of those three women, at Oprah, whose name means something forward and backward, and there's no way, given what happened in her life, she should have been amount, she should have amounted to anything. She was literally left for dead. And now she's one of the most powerful people on the planet, not one of the most powerful women, one of the most powerful people. When I look at Harriet Tubman, who organized the teams and the people and the human beings that risked their lives to help people escape slavery through the Underground Railroad before there was phones or fax machines or internet or anything else, I think of what an incredible, heroic achievement that was. And when I think about Rosa Parks and I put myself in her position in the United States, in the South, during the civil rights conflict that we had. And when she was told to get up and go to the back of the bus and flatly refused, I wonder, could I have done that? That, to me, is heroic. And that single act tipped off the civil rights movement that changed the entire world indelibly for any of us who are minorities. I remember how different I felt and how unique I knew my worldview was as each guy at that table shared, and it got closer and closer to me sharing. And when it got to me, rather than just read the three names, I decided that I was going to share them with the same level of passion that I just shared them with you. And I stared at my paper, and I read Oprah's name, and then I explained why. And then Harriet Tubman, and I explained why. And Rosa Parks, and I explained why. And I actually got a little emotional as I was doing it. And when I was done, I looked up, and everyone at the table was staring at me. Several of the guys had tears in their eyes, and the energy had just completely shifted. And I was so glad that I didn't do what I was thinking about doing and change my answers to three men so that I could just fit in because it never would have felt right. Those were the first three heroes that came to my mind and I stand here today and I know they are three of the most incredible people in the history of the world. You know, when I look at heroes, to me, C.J. Walker is a hero. She was alive from 1867 to 1919. She was just like you and I. She was an entrepreneur that fought and wanted to do more and be more and create more. And she was a black female entrepreneur who became the first woman millionaire in the United States. That is heroic. And she did it by creating a line of products for ethnic hair for people who had black hair for people who needed the, the the beauty products for other women who needed the beauty products that would work for them that's how cj created her fortune see throughout history for me the stories of women who have changed things who have overcome who have created are the stories of the huntress of this female strength this power this ability to overcome, this ability to change reality, to make things happen, to use the feminine power to achieve.
inspires me at a level that is unlike anything else. And it probably has something to do with me being brought up in La Leche League. I have three younger sisters. I have two daughters. <laughs> I live with my wife, Katie. We have two female dogs. We, I'm surrounded by women, and I always have been. And quite frankly, I wouldn't want it any other way. In fact, in my coaching groups, I have a coaching group that's for million-dollar-plus entrepreneurs, and over 50% of the CEOs are women. And I am incredibly proud of that. In fact, I hold that out as a badge of honor because in the average million-dollar-plus mastermind, there might be one token woman. In mine, I go seeking women because I understand just how talented they are and just how world-changing they can be, and I love working with women entrepreneurs. And for all of us, I want us to develop an awareness that the huntress is actually here. That the age of the female entrepreneur winning, the age of the female entrepreneur overcoming, and the age of the female entrepreneur not following but leading has been coming for a long time, but I think we're in it. In fact, a few weeks ago, my daughters uh, convinced us to take them to the Taylor Swift concert, and the four of us, Kennedy, Reagan, my daughters, and Katie and I went up to Chicago, and we went to this concert, and it was Taylor Swift, Charlie XCX, and Camila Cabela, Aunt Camila Cabela, and I remember being in the audience at this concert, and feeling the amazing energy there and the confirmation from these three women walking out on stage and lighting up a stadium of 54,000 people. And there was no one in that entire arena that wasn't moved, that wasn't connected, that wasn't somehow touched. And I remember watching each of them standing in their strength, owning the stage, taking over the energy of 54,000 people. And I remember thinking just how incredible and extraordinary every one of them was. And, and, and of the three, when Taylor Swift came out, there was a palpable change in the condition of reality when she took stage. She owned it at a level I've never seen before. And it's interesting because those three young women, three solo artists, just broke the record for the highest grossing concert tour of all time. They beat U2 and the two opening bands that U2 used. So all of the members of U2, all four of them, competed with Taylor Swift and lost. She single-handedly beat them as a solo art artist, and she is right now on her reputation tour, which is the single largest grossing tour of all time right now. That is the energy and the spirit and the reality of the Huntress. And I watch this every day. I have the incredible privilege of coaching some of the most talented and incredibly strong and driven women in the world. Women who are creating world-changing companies. Women who are helping other entrepreneurs grow their businesses. Women that are building absolutely universe-changing teams and making 
massive impact in the world around them and the people that they are chosen to serve. You know, every once in a while, I get the question, can women be evolutionary hunters? And every single time, it makes me laugh. Because not only can women be evolutionary hunters, but throughout history, women have proven that the huntress is real. And while women and men are definitely different and we see the world different and there are different physiological and psychological and chemical components to who we are, the reality is, is that there is no exclusive on entrepreneurial or business success for men. In fact, we have had the advantage for a long time. Let's be very clear. Women didn't get full equal rights in this country for a long time. In fact, the state of Illinois recently ratified, like in the last few weeks, the Equal Rights Amendment. How ridiculous is it that it took this long for the state of Illinois to finally declare that women had equal rights with men? That is how ridiculous it is when it comes to how we treat and see women in our society today. But in my belief, it's okay. Because the women who are here now, the entrepreneurs that are being born today, my daughters from day one have been taught that they are revolutionaries. The future is a revolution, so I have raised revolutionaries, and they know that they embody the power of the huntress, and they will go on to prove it over and over again. And so if you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, could this be me? If you're wondering if you are a huntress, I want you to know that if your mind has the question, am I, I want to confirm that the answer is absolutely yes. Because if you've ever wondered if you are meant for more, meant to be more, do more, make things happen, create things in a bigger way, if you've always felt out of place because you were driven to do more and the women around you weren't, if you've always had a hard time making friends because your level of conversation isn't the same as those around you, I want you to know something. You have found your home because the huntress is real. And I want to validate everything that you feel about yourself. Yes, you are different. And yes, you've been judged for wanting more. And yes, people have looked down on you for saying that you can do more. And I want you to stand up today and declare that you will take your birthright, that you will build your business, that you will grow a team around you, and that you will go out and make the change in the world that you know should be there. Because the world will be a better place for all of us if you do. The Huntress is real, and I'm here to support you, and my team and I have your back. Do me a favor. If this podcast meant something to you, stop now. Go copy the link. Take it over to the Facebook and share it with the world. And do me a favor. Tag me in the post. And let me know why this meant something to you. Because this concept means a tremendous amount to me. And we are already working on the outline for the book, The Huntress. And 
I'm going to do everything I can to put this out into the world and to make it a reality and would love to know what you think. So share this with somebody who needs it. Make a post on social media and tag me and let me know what you think, how you feel, and what the Huntress means to you.